Hi, hey, hi, everyone. <laughs> that was a rough start. I don't even know. It's like I forgot how to do this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Jane A with the Let's Get Loud podcast. You know what, everyone? Um, we are really enjoying this, I don't know, this new vibe because it allows us to have different people on the podcast trying to get loud about their message, their thing. Um, so we're having a few uh, guests. Hopefully you're enjoying the team. Team has been on on our podcast. We have two more guests that one that we've already recorded, one that is really exciting that's coming on our podcast. So we have Jake from Midday Squares. If you don't follow Midday Squares, I think you should start by doing that. So you'll be already on I don't know, informed before he comes on. He's in Bahamas right now, so he didn't answer my email yet. Tell me how delicious the new cookie dough square is. You know what? Like they they crushed it again. They're just adding that flavor to it's at the same level as all the others, which I absolutely love. Um, It's definitely, I like it more than the, the almond is my least favorite, but I'm not a big fan of peanut and chocolate. Like I don't like M&M with chocolate with a peanut in it. I don't like the typical um, almond chocolate. That's not my thing. So that's why I wouldn't typically like that. Um, I retried the peanut butter. It was delicious. I'm like, man, I did say that the brownie was my favorite, but, um, now I'm thinking maybe peanut butter. And then I tried cookie dough. They crushed it really good. Um, the chocolate on top is always a crunchy. And then they do that bottom piece. That is whatever, whether it's peanut butter or whatever. So they, they did great yet again. Yeah, I think that I love their product and it's, it's basically like a, it's a snack or a dessert really depends whatever, who cares what it's actually, what it actually you're using it for. Um, it's about like 180 calories for the square. Yeah. I find it incredibly satisfying, but also it's not like crazy sweet. Like they don't add a bunch of sugar to it. So I don't ever feel the same urge that I might with like a sweeter chocolate bar to like have another one. I, I never see what I mean. And it's and like also, big enough. Yeah, it's big enough. And the amount of calories plays a role in your like, I'm not going to have another one. You know what I mean? Now we're at 300 and, you know, it's actually 170. So now you're at 340 and maybe you wouldn't have eaten that uh, snack at the same time as like a mama tea. Like I always like compare it to like two is a mama tea and would you just eat a mama tea after just having a full lunch? Yeah. You know, so I feel like yeah. that's like the reminder I need. It just doesn't um, hit that same spot or does the same thing. Um, my friend was like, oh, it's 170. It's still a lot of calories. And you know what? In my mind, I'm like, but we need to eat calories. I think that there's this place in the weight loss, um, you know, journey where anything that's over 100 calories, we're like, Oh my God, it's a lot of calories. I'm like, you know what? You should be eating 2000 calories. You have enough space for one midday square. Like we're so scared of eating calories when we're trying to lose weight or be healthier. And we've lost sight of like, we need to eat calories. Like, yeah, you do need to eat today. You know? And it's like, it, is that too many calories is a different question for every single human. So for me, uh, that is so worth 170 calories. Now people get upset when we say it's worth it, but like, I'm sorry when I'm consuming things is 500 calories on a Starbucks drink worth it to me. No, that's too many calories for me, but maybe for that, for me, for that. And I think it's that, that's the piece. It's not too many calories in general, 500. It's that for that. So it's like money, you guys, I could be spending a thousand dollars on a nice coat, but you want me to put a thousand dollars on a pair of pants or a tube top? 
I'm not going to do it or sneakers or shoes. So it really depends. It's not that I don't have $1,000. It's not that I don't have 500 calories to eat. It's that there are just certain things that I'm like, I don't want to be spending on that because I'm going to be eating something else. I'll be buying other shit, you know? So it really is about having that conversation. 100%. But they are delicious. I actually just ordered uh, myself a case. Oh, nice. Okay. I didn't get to see you before. You'll love them. You'll love them. They're really, really good. Uh, the kids will love them too. Dia already ate two. And often she's oh. the type of kid that like tries something and is like, I like it, but I don't want more of it. Um, so she actually asked the next day, like, oh, I'll take one of those. And I was like, oh, then she you actually really did like it. Although she just ate the cookie part and not the chocolate, which is I'm the opposite. So I just ate the chocolate on top. Um, um absolutely will not be sharing those with my children. Oh, okay, perfect. Absolutely not hilarious but I mean I support you we we run different households here um but you know what he's coming on the podcast and he is so loud I'll even say he's fucking loud and if you like that energy follow their page because their story is insane they're just crazy they're actually crazy I can't wait to talk to him and he randomly sent me a video yesterday like hey Jose was just on your page uh, I know I'm going on your podcast soon. I just want to say like, love your fucking energy. Like I see, I see what you're doing. I see what you're up to. He liked my reel of like me being like, um, I didn't ask for your opinion. So he like, he just like got out of his, of his way in Bahamas to say, I'm coming back to you with your email is probably what he was saying. Cause I sent him an email about our podcast, but I'm excited to talk to him. I just like want to hear all the crazy things, just like how they're really, really focused on being those crazy entrepreneurs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that oh, yeah. three of them, you guys go follow them. Yeah. And they focus on not just like their business. They do like crazy things with social media. They did like a music video. They, they like, they've just done so many different things. Their marketing is insane. I think that's like their, their product is really good, but they don't just do the product. They do so many things on social media for you to look at them and yeah. they are loud, loud. Like yeah, the so, children in my home right now. Oh, really? We don't hear them, Alicia. They're doing great. And like, why are um, they right here? Because they want to smell you. Oh my God. The house is definitely big enough for them to go somewhere else. I warned my children that I was doing this, told Noah not to come, but it'll be what it'll be. Like I can't, I can, we can only do so much. So you guys were on snow day, I think four, huh? Like it's, it's of this month. Long. Yeah. It's, and it's always the Monday, which is our busiest day usually. So we're usually together. Um, so we switched some things around. So we're recording today. That was uh, okay. smart. I was feeling anxious about that. I was like, we, we now I don't feel anxious. So no, smart. we just flipped it over. Um, okay. You guys, we are finishing up our last tip today on how to successfully lose weight. And our last tip is no more timelines. And here's the thing. It's like, it's actually the, a, a tip that's very important, but also one of the uh, most common mistakes. So I, you know, after this segment of doing tips, Alicia, we're doing four top mistakes. I didn't put it in there because I knew that I, we had talked about it as a tip. So I kind of like chose four different things. Right. Um, but you guys, it, it would be our, one of our top tips is to not have timelines, um, or weight goals or whatever. Um, but it's also one of the top mistakes is having those timelines. And I think the industry would be, okay, it's very interesting to me because here's the thing. The people that sell you the four-week detox, the six-week shred, the whatever, where they, is, there is a timeline. If you were to chat with those people, they know that timelines are bullshit. They know this is a long, they want it to, they want 
it to be sustainable for you. I do believe that in the weight loss industry that we're all on the same page. You know what? We're not all on the same page, how we sell our service. So I do believe that there's like, I think of people that I follow that sell the timelined service, like 12 weeks of this or six weeks of this or whatever. I know they believe in sustainability. I know they believe in small, sustainable changes. I just think they're, they need something sexy to sell. They're using the internet and the, those words to sell. And I just like, I want people to know that like, there's consequences to those four weeks, whatever. Um, how you start your journey really affects long-term. There's so much behind the timeline thing, guys. And it's one of those things that's like, oh, is it really that big of a deal? And it's like, it kind of is actually, because what you guys don't real there's consequences. What you guys might not realize when you've set a timeline to your goal is that puts pressure on and you will start to behave in a way that your actions are for weight loss alone. You will start doing diet behavior. Yeah. You will probably not achieve the goal you set in the timeline you did because we're terrible at setting reasonable goals for ourselves. So then you will feel like you failed when you didn't fail. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it's almost like the chances of you actually achieving this timeline goal are actually not good. And so chances are you are not going to achieve it. And then it, the perception of your progress is that you did, you failed because you didn't hit that timeline, but let's say you did 20 pounds in two months or 20 pounds and something crazy. Um, and then you hit 12, you failed your goal. No, you, you actually lost 12 pounds. That's massive progress. So the see, the thing is, Alicia, a lot of people will say it motivates me. If I put pressure motivates me and I'm like, no, 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 Pr pressure is not what you want. You want standards. You want, you can have goals. Goals motivate you. Absolutely. We have goals, but it's the timeline puts pressure on those goals. You can want 20 pounds. I'm not stopping you from wanting 20 pounds. Why does it have to be in two months? That's the answer I want to hear from you. Why two months? I love that you you said this when, you know, so often in this time of year, we know you guys are trying to lose weight for your trip in March. You're like going to yeah. get my, my, you know, my trip to Mexico body or whatever. And ask yourself this. Okay, great. You want to lose 20 pounds for Mexico? Great. What about life? Yeah. Like if you really want to lose 20 pounds, like you feel like this is going to add value to my life. I'm going to be the person I always wanted yeah. to be. Great. We support you. But why is that for Mexico? Shouldn't that be for literally your life? Yeah, that's the thing. And I, we need, so there's that side and then that I brought to the table. And then there's the other side that Alicia, that I didn't think about was Alicia was saying, you're, when you're saying I need to lose weight for Mexico, it's almost like you're not worthy of Mexico at this size. And that's a problem. Like we need to start working on that language as well. And that thought process, like you are, and it's fine to want to be more comfortable in Mexico. Like we're not saying that it's just why, why are we attaching a weight loss to Mexico? Like weight loss can be attached to feeling better. And yes, it could be looking better, but looking better is in your head. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You could be looking better than before, but the people in Mexico aren't like, I remember seeing her last month. She looks better. Like people don't know you from last month. No, you look what you look like. And this was a huge one for me that I didn't, I literally my entire life, you guys, my entire adult life, I have been trying to lose weight for every single event in my life, every single event. And that's impacted me 
big time. Feeling unworthy of experiences because of my weight. And quite literally, I would have an event. Let's say we have an event and I'm like, didn't achieve that weight loss goal during the event, after the event, I go, it's like, I have this moment where I'm like, oh, look, like I was allowed to be this person. Like no one, like no, no one, one like died me away at the door. Yes. No, no, I'm sorry. You weigh 171. You cannot enter when I wanted 169. Cause everyone can yeah. see the two pound difference. Yeah. Yeah. The two pound difference that's so heavy for you is in your mind. So heavy. And that was really, really me assigning worthiness of experiences to my weight. And that has been extremely damaging in my relationship with my body and life and honestly happiness because life is really, you can only enjoy the moment. If you can't enjoy the moment, cause you weren't the weight you said you were going to like, and only people who understand, understand, like, you know what I mean? They're like, Oh my God, I get this. Like you're at the birthday party or you're at the party or you're at the holiday, whatever function. And all you're thinking about is the fact that you're not 169. You know what I mean? And do you know what? I truly believe that actually most people that do have spent their life dieting actually have had these experiences and thoughts. They might just not even be aware of them. And that's what we do we have these conversations and are vulnerable and share with you guys how we felt in the past so that hopefully you can have a realization where you're like, shit, that's me. I think that way. Yeah. And I think that people often, if they think they love themselves too much, they'll never get their results. So example, like, if I don't feel sad about my weight, I will never change my weight. And I'm like, it's not about feeling sad. It's not about it's not about not like, like you can be like, I am not at my best right now, but it's not about your weight. It's about how you're behaving. So I could be like, there's nothing wrong with my weight, but I can be like, I'm not behaving at my best right now. I'd like to start behaving in this way. Not I weigh more than I weighed before. So I need to start losing weight because I'm not, I'm not looking at my best. It's just you. There's a behavior that comes with weight gain that sometimes it's the behavior you're not proud of and not the weight gain. And I think it's, that's what we need to focus on. Actually, that is um, the top one mistakes is focusing on wanting to change the number and the physical appearance and not focusing on actually changing behaviors. So when I am here at my current weight or my current lifestyle, I always look into my behaviors. Is there anything I'd like to start changing? Not, is there a weight I'd like to, like, you know, I'd like to start losing. Is there a calorie deficit that I need to start doing? Is there less calories that I could be consuming somewhere? It's like, is there a behavior that I know is going to help me with maybe a calorie deficit, but it's not because I want a calorie deficit. It's because that behavior does not align with who I want to be. It's a, it's, it's that little change that can make such a big difference and you can lose weight while not being such a dick about yourself and like so hard on yourself. You know, I also think that the reason why we need timelines or that we l- l- like lend towards timelines is we basically want to know how long will I need to mm, suffer? Yeah. yeah. And again, that's not your fault. You're asking, when you ask me, how long did it take? You're asking me, how long do I need to suffer for? And you putting a timeline on your suffering makes you feel better about your suffering. Yeah. It motivates you for your suffering. But what if we told you that you can do it without the suffering? Now you wouldn't do the 20 pounds in 10 weeks. You might do four, Yeah, but you didn't suffer. So then you do another 10 weeks and you do another four. Like it's, it's so, it's just asking yourself, how long do I need to suffer for? And I think we need to not just (laughs) pretend like life ends after your event, 
after your timeline, whatever, like what happens after, why aren't we looking past the Mexico trip? Why? So what, how will you behave when you get back from your Mexico trip? Then you have to go back to the suck. You're not going to go back to the suck. We all know that when people say things like I went on my trip and then I lost, I'm struggling since my trip. It's what I hear often since my trip, I'm struggling. I'm like, yeah, you're struggling to, to go back to the suck of before the trip. And they're like, I need to find another trip basically or another why. And I'm like, no, you just need to make it suck less, you know? And I think that often timelines, like Alicia said, you're so bad at setting that reasonable goal. The timeline is usually not two pounds in two months. It's usually 10 or 20. And you're not wrong. You can physically lose 10 to 20 pounds in two months. Absolutely. That is possible. It will suck. You will be hungry, but is it possible? It is, but it's, that's not what you're trying to create here. What's it just because it's possible. Doesn't mean, is it possible for me to go outside in a snowstorm, not wearing anything? Yes. Just because it's possible and I have access to it doesn't mean that I should be doing it. Oh, I know. I know. I know we want it yesterday, but I, I, rem I tell people this, I know you want it yesterday. How long have you been dieting? And then they're like 10 years, 20 years, five years. Why are you continuing to do it this way? Like, why are you continuing to set that timeline to, yeah. to be hardcore? And then you fall off the wagon yeah. because the wagon was not sustainable for you in your life. And just beyond like, because I feel like we've like made it clear, like tip, do not have timelines. And I think we were doing some really good, um, points, putting good points here. Um, something I heard a lot of people say this weekend, cause I went out into public this weekend and I met, I don't know, 10 people that said, I follow you. Hello. Okay. I feel like I'm meeting a superstar. Okay. Hilarious. And it's hilarious. Cause I went to like Hobskip and Jump, Sky Zone, Saint Hubert, every single place I go, someone stops me and is like, hello, or says hello to me in big eyes. So I know that that's what's happening. Um, and I'm like, hi, um, but in the bathroom, like I'm bringing Noah to the bathroom. Someone comes in, I follow you. You're the girl from your weight loss. Yes. And I, I, it was just so fun. First of all, if you're listening to this and I met you this weekend, it was so fun meeting you. I absolutely love when people say, hi, I know who you are. Obviously you guys know that about me. Um, oh, someone's knocking at my window, probably a kid that wants to say hello to me. They don't, they, they think this is appropriate right now at your window, like outside, at my, like outside, like outside. They're, outside, they're outside and they're knocking at my window. Cause they no. obviously want me to look at them. No. Yeah. So anyways, um, where I'm going with this is I was thinking this weekend of basically they're so sweet. Like, thank you for what you do. We support, we go to your shows, whatever, whether it's like I'm a member or I, I'm not a member, but I love going to your shows. I love following you on Instagram. I take advantage of your content on podcasts, whatever. And I was thinking of the work we do and the difference we're making. And it's not the difference we're making is not fully just helping people lose weight that I was thinking about how our message and what we do at your weight loss is really how trying to fix the mindset of people that have been through the weight loss industry or have been through freaking society and our culture and our generation, because you could have never had a weight loss, um, uh, uh, weight problem and wanting to lose weight. So you've never done weight watchers. You've never done whatever, but you still have the weekend binging mentality. Just, you've never like, tried, and you've always been able to maintain a healthy weight. 
but you still like, you know, you eat one piece of garlic finger and it's like, I need seven or because I did that might as well. Like there's, there's so much that as our society, as a culture that we, that we would need to work on, even people that don't have weight to lose, whatever that means, um, or have never been through the diet industry. It's like our whole society has been through the diet industry. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. Because there's such a big percentage, I think it yes. took over. It took yes. over everyone else. Yes. And, and that's just, what like, they've so- seen. Like even the language that they use when you have a conversation with someone again that's never been through the diet industry, but you're like, wow. Yeah. I, I hope one day we can almost, I don't know how we'll do it, but I do believe <laughs> that I it's like I I one day, hopefully, the internet, the people will understand that we're not just a weight loss um, program and that we can help them. So much. they don't even know the noise they have from their environment. Not even like, cause I think I had three people this weekend say like, I'm not part of the program. Cause I don't have weight to lose. You know what I mean? Which is like totally fine. And I'm like, all good. You do your thing. But like our program is not just for like to lose weight. And I just, we could do so, so, so much good. And I know we're doing so good on, on Instagram, but I, our program inside is like next level. Like it really clears there's so much that we could, there's, we could make such a difference in so many people's lives if they didn't always attach our program to weight loss. You know what I mean? Yes. That's why we need to stages, stages where we are taught motivational speakers. But yes, I, I do believe so. Like in my mind, I'm like, everyone would benefit because our culture, our generation would benefit from what we do inside the membership, which is literally such good content to, first of all, learning so much about how a body gains, loses weight, because maybe right now you don't have extra weight, but in 10 years, you know what I mean? In 10 years, when you're 45, 55, 10, 20 pounds, 50 pounds can add on. No. And I've seen people who have never had tried to lose weight or had to lose weight before. And they get to a point where all of a sudden, and they almost like panic, like sheer panic. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Why is this happening to me? Yes. And, and for us, like it was just sooner, but I'm like, it's like almost preventative. Like I really see it that way. Like, I'm like, you could benefit so much from our program, even if you don't have weight to lose. It's just, it's something that came up three times this weekend. And it's like, I'm like, if you knew what we did and you like what you see on the internet, girl, you would definitely, you know, because I think literally our culture would benefit from uh, your weight loss, um, detox that all whole, our whole generation from 25 to 45 deserves this. And like in my mind, and I know that it's like, it could be beyond, right. It could be beyond, but I do feel like these people have access to social media. They have access, like they're used to our template of our program, which is online, watching videos, listening to things and taking it in. I just had an idea. Okay. A diet detox. So I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're doing this, but literally we're teaching people how to detox diet culture. Mm. Be like a workshop, a webinar, uh, something. Isn't that good? It's so good. Okay. How do we um, make people realize that they have diet thoughts without them being like, I've never been overweight. They think that it's people that are overweight, like only people that have excess fat have diet mentality. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Our whole culture, our whole generation. And the one before us has it. 
like everyone, like like 98% has work to do with their thoughts because we've been literally like so like a big part of our generation and our culture has been through the diet industry. So it's apple to everyone almost like you were not bubbled from the diet industry just because you weren't in the diet industry. Yeah. Anyway, I wrote that down on a scrap piece of paper and circled it and Perfect. wrote it in caps. So, so it means really important. It's going to happen. Yeah. But okay. there is definitely uh, some sort of world tour here. Yeah. How to detox dot your diet mindset. Thoughts. So many words. Thoughts. Yeah. Beliefs. Oh my God. The beliefs. Mm. That's the biggest piece. Like people, I, I know it's thoughts, but your thoughts come from what you believe in. They don't even know that their beliefs are like wrong. Like that's not true. Because the way you speak comes from the way you think. And the way you think comes from what you believe in. So and what you believe like, in comes from your experiences and environment. your knowledge. And what we, you know, have you guys ever had a moment where you're like a little bit older and you, you like watch your parents and you like have this moment where you realize everything that they say and think isn't right? Yes. You know what I mean? And that's like just such a good example of you're like, okay, I just like assumed that that was the fact because my mom thought that. Yeah. But then you realize they are just humans with their yeah. own experiences and their yeah. own beliefs. So it's just so important that you create critical thinking when you are looking at your beliefs around anything, but especially weight loss, your body and the diet world. And I think it's also like when another belief, like someone, like a belief that kind of challenges yours and you're yes. like, cause it's like different. Yeah. If that belief makes you feel almost better, you get what I mean? It makes me feel better. It makes sense to me. But sometimes you don't have access to that belief because everyone around you believes the same thing you believe. So there's mm -hmm. never, you don't have access to a different way of thinking. That's why yes. reading, taking in content, yes. you need like your little environment. You've literally created an environment of everyone believes the same shit. And I think it is important that you surround yourself with different cultures and ways of thinking. And just like, you're like, oh, that's so interesting. I love following people that I'm like, I like this way of thinking. I like, this makes me feel good, whether I'm acting on it or I'm living in that way, at least I have access to that way of doing things. And if I want to, and if, 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 if I see access to it, and if, if I see value in it, then I go and, and grab it. But I know that we've brought so much joy and peace to people that don't have weight to lose. You know what I mean? Like, I know this, I see members all the time that don't have weight to lose. What does that mean? But you, I know, I know what society kind of thinks. Lo. And they, they, eat it up. They love it. They're like, I finally don't fear my weekends and whatever. So you can have not weight to lose and still fear weekends and not eat at night because you think it's bad and ignore sugar. And like, you know what I mean? It's also still just that stigma with being attached with a weight loss program, like, yeah. because need needing to lose weight or wanting to lose weight. That's like bad. That's like something we do in secret. We don't admit that. So like to say, I'm a member of your way, weight loss, yeah. some people that makes them feel bad, upset, not, not because they're a member, but like they want, they don't want people to know that they want to lose weight, whether they want to lose weight or not. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's well, like, again, we need to change the fact that I don't know how we'll do it, but I think that with time, hopefully, and I think we're getting there. My gosh, like people know that your weight loss is beyond weight loss. I do believe that, but that's like people, not everyone, <laughs> you know? So I do feel like there, we still have work to do there to realize like how, how much good it could do. 
um, to people that don't have weight to lose, you know? And again, what does that mean? Why are we saying that, you know, and why are we labeling this person has weight to lose and this person doesn't, that's not up to society. That's up to that person. Um, so there's, there's a lot of work to do there. There's, there's a lot of work to do in, in different areas that I like to go and get some other thoughts, like even education. I know that's a big, big topic, but like, how like our education system, like I'm like, man, there's a lot that I would love to see change there and like what we prioritize and whatever. And so I love following, you know, Kristen Kobe, Kirsten Kobe. Um, I shared a few things of hers yesterday that I was really like, you know, with teenagers and how we like, how we need to raise our kids cannot be how we were raised. Like it, it just cannot be the same. It is not the same world. And there are things that we were raised with or by that clearly now we see as a generation that we need to work on. So that's how we do generation, how we stop the generational shit. Like, you know what I mean? You mean like learning how to play three blind mice on the recorder? Yes. We don't hear you right now. There's no sound. Three Uh, blind mice, three (laughs) blind mice. Did you learn that song on the recorder? No, I heard Titanic. It was Titanic that we learned. Titanic. Yeah. I probably know already. Like, I probably know still how to do it. Oh my gosh. All right. You know what? Maybe there, wait, maybe there is space for that, but there's space for other, there are things that we're not learning. So I don't know if we need to take shit out, but we definitely have to add shit in. Because uh, for me, I'm like critical thinking, having conversations with with girls, because what's happening is not everyone that is our generation leash that has kids is doing the work that we're doing I to know. be those parents that I is know. not raising kids this way. So like we're trying to help other people our age to raise kids in a different world. But like, I feel like, I hope she's not, you're not yelling at me, are you? Like, where's the dads? Go then. Right. Okay, love you. Where are the dads? Probably, I think he's actually, mow, like, he's cleaning the yard. Which, mowing why the are yard. we cleaning mow- the yard? Mowing the yard. Why are we cleaning the yard in the middle of a storm? And it's only actually the start of the storm. Neil just the did the same thing. They're escaping their lives. Yes, I don't blame them. Yeah. It's like, it's like the ladies online. They're like, why didn't Jeff just say it's guys don't, why doesn't you say inside? Cause we have responsibilities. Did we like, this is just what it is. Um, but anyways, I just feel like, I don't know, there's some changes that need to occur. And I just love the one she says, like, um, preparing teens for the real world is not asking them to cram in, in information that is not necessary in their heads. Like that's not preparing them for the real world, preparing them from, for the real world is helping them be critical thinkers and blah, 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 blah. I don't know how she said it, but I loved it. And I was like, yes, yes. And like sitting in rows, like we need to be more, they need to be more active in the, in the classroom. They can't be sitting all the time and just like looking at you. That's, that's like, that's how we were you know, that's like our time and there's issues behind it. Like, you know what I mean? And when people say things like, that's how we did it. There was homework when I went to school. Okay. Okay. But like, also did that help you? Like, are you like thriving in life because of that? Like, I truly like, there's like different, definitely like some changes to be done here. I was really struggling at the end of my teaching career with what I felt was important and what the education system felt was important. Mm. And I really felt like I was different and just little things like me not banning cell phones. That's a whole nother hot topic, but you know, and I was coming from a position of like, we need to teach these children 
how to exist in their world with their cell phones. Like it's like how to you- use their cell phones. Yeah, like that's also- a whole nother thing. Like, oh, look, I'm walking around with the most powerful tool ever created. Put that away. Yeah. While I'm trying to learn, but in the real world, when I'm trying to learn something, I use this. Yes. So let's teach them how to use this. And exactly. And just like little things like, yeah, when they come in late, it sucks. But like, I I was never, I just, I focused on what I felt like was important. And if it was chronic and they were disturbing, sure. But like, I just, I felt like I was different and it was heightened near the end where I felt like what other people were telling me was important within the education system and my classroom isn't necessarily what I felt like was important. Imagine the hat. Not care less if you're, and what if you want to wear a hat? Maybe that's imagine a, start in, me in, with like clothes. I know, don't even get me started on a friggin' dress code. Oh, nah, Ooh, big opinions over here about dress codes. When right? my girls came home and they told me they were not allowed to wear spaghetti strap tank tops, yeah, no, nah. you're the oldest grade in your school is grade five, and we are sexualizing our daughters to the point where they cannot have their shoulders exposed. Absolutely. Get it together. Get it together. And if, nah, if it's like, this is like too much for a five grader, there's something wrong in our society that we need to talk to our five grade boys. Uh, like, yes. I, like, anyways, no. that's like a whole nother thing. Uh, imagine me teaching in England where they had a uniform, Jose. And not just a uniform. Not only did you have to wear the uniform, your tie had to be up here. Your, you could not have a lot of makeup or jewelry on. Like mm-hmm. other teachers would have makeup wipes and give them out to the girls. Oh my God. Or like, and like the, the principal would walk in and you'd be like, put on your blazer, put up your tie. And I wouldn't have noticed those things. No. What, remember when I got called to the office for my outfit and I was like so mad that, that, that we could have taken that to the top. I was so mad. You guys, I'm like, there is nothing wrong with my outfit. And like, this is ridiculous just because I'm a pretty person that is wearing something tight and someone else that like it would, they wear tight things all the time. And also what about this gorgeous supply teacher who's wearing tight beige pants? We're all looking at his ass. No, is he being called at the office? Absolutely. I'm not, yeah, I know that, this that is my outfit was, today. And it was like, I was wearing a turtleneck. You guys, it's just because it was tight. Like absolutely. I was so mad. Yeah, no, that's, that's a real thing. I guess someone told me that there was a thing where a teacher went to school with no bra and there was like nipples everywhere. Anyway, yes. I was, cause I said free the nipple the other day and someone's like, Oh, did you hear about this? I, I hadn't. And I'm now I need to Google it I, with my tool that I carry around with me for knowledge. Yes. yes. Wow. We really went everywhere, right. everywhere. Today. Okay. You're welcome, okay. everyone. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, happy, uh, whatever day it is. We appreciate you. We are being loud. That's what we're doing. Um, and you know what, since we changed it, I'm like, I, it's like, I t- talk about all the things now I'm like, this is how I feel. And this is our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I am so tired of hiding. Like before that would have bothered me. Someone saying like, why does he stay home? This is me. I'm like, absolutely not. We all not want to be here. This, if we, if we really wanted to make a decision, it's not him staying home. We should have not have kids eight years ago. We can't go back on that one. So we're just all doing our best over here, rocking it our way. Thumbs up everyone. Okay. You know, I think we shouldn't, I think it's also read the room. 200 people laughed at that video. 200 people commented, ha ha ha. 
I think we're all on the same page here. This is the page we're on. If you're not, you keep scrolling. You know what I mean? This is the part of the internet where we make fun and we understand why a dad looked that way, where we everyone else it. wanted to look that way. Everyone else. Okay. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye.